Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, Cojourners. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I'm excited that we have two poems to share for today. The first one is from Danny Winston, and it's called Homecoming. Walk with me as we look for better days. You have no more guilt and no more shame. You have been wrong and you have been to blame, and here you are opening up and being brave. You know that smile lights up a room, and that soul of yours knows how to groove. Stop with the endless battle, you have nothing to prove. Even if you did, you would probably still lose because not being authentic is like walking on hot pavement with no shoes. Be yourself and let God do the rest. Work hard and give every day your best. Let your light shine directly from your chest. That means live by your heart and get out of your head. Surely this won't be easy and maybe you will feel scared. Always remember God made you fully prepared. Dare to walk with confidence and lift yourself up because if you hold back, you may never find self-love. So embrace the whole you, the curves, the scars and embarrassing moments. You are who you are and it's time that you show it. Your soul deserves to be set free and your body deserves to be at peace. Take a few deep breaths and continue to live with ease. Thank you so much for your poem. We so appreciate it. And I love that you entitled it Homecoming 2022. So you are on this journey with us, Danny, and we are trying to walk with confidence and to be our whole selves, to be our complete selves. And I want to also share a piece by Denise Bozart. And Denise's poem is entitled, nature's freedom. I have always connected with nature out where the trees are swaying, dancing the wind, flowers dipping their heads in time to the beat of the breeze. In the open spaces, I feel free, no one to catch me unawares, no arms, lips, or words to entrap me. Instead, my heart soars up into the clouds to sail with the birds. Yes, thank you so much, Denise. And really reminding us of the importance of getting into spaces where we can feel safe, to soar, to shine, to not always have to be in warrior mode, uh, to not live perpetually in combat mode. And that is what our topic is on today. Uh, coping with hypervigilance, coping with hypervigilance. And hypervigilance is a trauma response. 
And as a result of experiences where we were not safe, where we were threatened, you can feel perpetually on guard. It comes from having been in a hostile environment or an abusive environment. And so you can feel it physically and emotionally that it is hard to, as our poet said, it's hard to be at ease. It's hard to be relaxed because you are constantly bracing for the next attack or for the next person who will try to take advantage or for the next disaster. And so I invite you to think about what resonates with you around hypervigilance. Could be connected to post-traumatic stress disorder. And so as a result, constantly being in fight or flight mode, you may end up overreacting to experiences. It may be hard for you to connect with others. You may respond to things in a way that sometimes does not match the reality of what is happening, but you are guarded and defensive and it's understandable, right? When we look at your life history, it makes sense that you would be guarded. And at the same time, I invite you to reflect on what it has cost you. So has being guarded or defensive or protective made it difficult for you to build friendships or relationships? Has it created difficult tensions and dynamics in your family or in your workplace? What has occurred as a result of the hypervigilance? So the aim is to try to keep yourself safe, but there is a way that we can be in such a combative mode that it ends up creating difficulties in various aspects of your life. And so it is important for us to think about ways that we can shift physically and emotionally, also how we can pay attention to our behaviors. You know, what have you been doing as a result of the hypervigilance? Does that result in you overworking, always trying to be ahead of things because uh, you feel you have to prevent disaster, but that ends up with you being harsh with yourself and unreasonable with even your expectations of yourself? Have you tried to manage the hypervigilance with substance dependence or with food? Have you tried to manage the hypervigilance with avoidance? So you don't interact with people, you don't engage socially because it is so much emotional labor for you to try to weed through who is safe and who is not, that you end up just staying home and disconnected. And so for yourself, for you to come home to yourself, one of our poets talked about being free and the other poet talked about being confident so that we can do that effectively, we want to consider what it would look like, what it would feel like to let down your guard, to reduce the impact that hypervigilance has on your life, on your functioning, on your relationships. So one of the ways that we can cope with and reduce hypervigilance is with our self-care so when we have been neglecting ourselves, it becomes even harder to let down the armor. 
right? Because you're depleted and you're running empty, you're running on fumes. And so I can look at things from a more balanced place when I have nourished myself, yes? And so I invite you to think about your sleep hygiene, your sleep regimen, and what it would mean to become intentional about giving yourself permission to have a regular sleep schedule and to not immediately go into, I can't, you know, sometimes because we've had difficulty with something, it becomes hard to even consider trying it again. And so I invite you to consider what it would look like to let yourself rest more. I invite you to think about uh, how you are nourishing your body, what you are eating, if you're drinking water, if you take vitamins, uh, if you eat fruits and vegetables, if you have access to those things, we want to be intentional about nourishing the body because what I put in the body, what I put into this temple is going to affect the ways I show up in spaces, right? So if I am hungry, I can be more reactive. If I am having consumed a lot of sugar or caffeine, that can also affect the ways in which I show up. And so I invite us to really be intentional about our care and then even around your exercise because uh, exercise is important to move the body because when we are hypervigilant, we are holding our body so tightly and we are consumed with the stress and we can feel very rigid and that can result in us being highly reactive. And so I invite you to think about ways in which you can intentionally get regular again. I know many of us do it and then we fall off the wagon. We fall off, we go off the tracks. And so to say in this season, what do I want my exercise or my physical movement, my dancing, my walking, my sports, what do I want it to look like so that I am not just locked in, right? Locked into the fear, locked into the memories, locked into the panic. Yes. And so we want to consider nourishing ourselves. And then I want to invite you to also reflect on your current relationships. If you have friendships or relationships with people who are perpetually disregarding you, disrespecting you, harming you, then it's very difficult to reduce your hypervigilance because people keep mistreating you. And so in order for me to have some ease in my life, it may mean that I need to cut off some relationships, that I need to reduce time with some people, that I need to set boundaries that I need to honor myself enough to say, I will not give perpetual access to people who stress me out. If I want to be able to breathe, if I want to be able to release the tension in my muscles, then there are certain relationships that are not going to be able to continue. And so let's take a moment and reflect on who are the people in your life with whom you feel ease and who are the people in your life 
where you feel stressed and disrespected, dishonored, discarded? And are there any changes that you can make as it relates to either communicating with that person about these issues or reducing your time with that person or creating kind of a protective buffer so that they do not have the same power to dismantle you with their words or with their looks. And so let's reflect on not only nourishing ourselves, but shifting our circles so that there is less need in the present for the vigilance. Another important strategy is mindfulness. So learning to pay attention in the present moment with compassion and without judgment. Paying attention in the present moment with compassion and without judgment. So when I start feeling triggered or upset or angry or panic, that I can check in with myself, notice what's going on with me physically, what's going on with me emotionally, and then also becoming aware of my thoughts. You know, is this present circumstance reminding me of something in the past? And the thing in the past was terrible, but in the present, it's not the same, right? I want to tune in, like, am I upset or charged because it's similar? But when I really look at it, I am not in danger in the way that I was in that prior situation. So you want to become aware of the shifts in your body and in your emotions so that it won't feel, it won't catch you by surprise where you say like, suddenly, I don't know what happened, that I just lost it, right? When I become more connected with myself, I can feel when that shift starts to happen. I'm aware of, I'm starting to be uncomfortable. I'm aware of, I think I want to leave, or I'm aware of this person is making me angry, or I don't trust them. So to pay attention to what's going on within me helps me to then be able to reflect before I respond, right? To reflect before I speak, to reflect before I engage in a particular behavior. And I know sometimes we have to think quickly, but even that moment, right? That sacred pause of like, before I send this email blast to my supervisor, or before I curse out this member of my family, or before I storm out of this meeting, let me take a breath and reflect on what is happening here and what would I like to do so that from an empowered place, I'm making a choice, right? I am choosing what I want to say. I am choosing what I want to do. And that will be important as we try to manage uh, that sense of panic. Uh, You also want to look at what's happening in the environment as it relates to the evidence. So there are times when we will have a feeling, right? I have a bad feeling about a place. I have a bad feeling about a person. And those are important to pay attention to. And at the same time, you want to be honest with yourself to say, do I have this feeling about every place? Do I have this feeling about every person, right? If it is global, then it is more likely to be my stuff, right? That I'm carrying. 
right? That anybody who walks in the room, I don't trust them and I immediately think they're a liar. But I think that about everyone. So that's my own process I need to work through, right? Versus you can say, I go into some places, I feel comfortable, I feel at ease. But when I walked into this person's home, something just didn't feel right, okay? So we can honor that and know This isn't happening all the time with everything, but I want to pay attention in this moment. So now I'm going to scan the environment to see if I can detect what in this space may be giving me that feeling, right? When I'm uncomfortable with a person, and I know I don't get that alarm for every person, but something about this specific person, then I want to reflect on what might that be? right? Is it the way they look? Is it the way they looked at me? Is it something they said? Is it I saw how they were interacting with these other people? So you want to be observant of yourself and of your own process so that you can respond from a place of feeling grounded, right? Instead of feeling overwhelmed. And so as we engage in those behaviors, We recognize that there is a way that we can calm ourselves, that there is a way in which uh, we can connect with ourselves. And so one of those strategies is by taking cleansing breaths. So when I am panicked, I often hold my breath. I might uh, lock my jaw. My shoulders and back may be very tight. My stomach might feel uneasy. And so I invite you in those moments, if it's not the kind of situation where I scan the environment and there's danger and I need to quickly get out of here, but if instead I'm not really sure what's happening and I'm not clear if it's me or if it's the person or if it's me or the environment, to give myself permission to take breath and to take pause. And so you might want to just uh, rest your hand on your uh, chest, on your heart or on your belly, and just inhale through your nose, and exhale through your mouth. And as you begin to take those breaths, you'll notice the heart rate begin to slow down. You may notice that if you started uh, sweating, that the sweating can stop. You can notice that if you were having difficulty breathing when you slow down, then you were more easily able to breathe. As you take those breaths, you may notice your back and your shoulders relaxing and your jaw relaxing. And so then from that place of being centered and grounded, I can evaluate what's happening and decide how I want to move forward. We also want to Give ourselves compassion for the fear and the panic. As I said, there's a reason why that happens for you. So you may have a trauma history. You may have a history of neglect or abandonment. You may have a history of some very painful experiences. And so we do not want to judge ourselves harshly for that hypervigilance, even as you're trying to work on it. Right. So I can have compassion for myself. I know why these situations are tense for me. I know why this is difficult for me and I'm going to get through it. 
right? I'm going to uh, be present with myself without harshness or judgment, but with self-compassion and to recognize my fear, my panic, my stress, my vigilance, and to give myself uh, that nurturance of saying it makes sense, right? I make sense even if this circumstance turns out to be a safe situation, I understand why I reacted that way. And I want to continue working toward being able to calm myself and regulate myself so that I can engage with people, so that I can communicate, so that I can honor myself, and also so that I am not perpetually in this place of being stressed out or reactive, that my body is not always in a place of being defensive. And so I give myself the gift of ease. I give myself the gift of breath. I give myself the gift of compassion. And I give myself the gift of safety. So safety to the best of my ability and boundaries to the level of my ability so that I am aware that I am deserving of safety and respect, even if I have not always had them. That I am aware and intentional that I am deserving of peace in my mind, in my heart, in my body, in my spirit, that even though I may have gotten through childhood or adolescence in warrior mode, I make a decision on today that I don't want to live in warrior mode. I make a decision on today that I don't want to be combative all the time with everyone that I will stop saying that's just who I am and recognize that my wounds have affected my style and my approach and my body, my nervous system, my thoughts. And as I heal, I open myself to shifting. As I heal, I open myself to shedding some of my old ways, old habits, old thought processes so that I can meet the peaceful me, so that I can meet the settled me, so that I can meet the grounded me, so that I can meet the breathing me again or for the first time. This is an important part of your journey and I'm excited that you are on it with all of us. And we have exciting news that this is the week of our book release. Thank you all so much for being a part of this journey. The homecoming book, Overcome Fear and Trauma to Reclaim Your Whole Authentic Self, will be in bookstores this week. And so you can also order it online by going to my website, drtama.com backslash homecoming. And I look forward uh, to you all not only having the podcast, but 
making this journey with the book in your hands or the audio book is an option as well. We are worthy of safety. We are worthy of ease. We are worthy of peace. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Mm -hmm.